This week's podcast brought to you by Candied Fruits. Our youngest daughter said to me this week after a discussion about various guys, this guy, that guy, the other guy, that isn't it odd that guy is also a name? It's just a guy. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. We're recording this a day later than usual because yesterday, when we would ordinarily have recorded this podcast, we didn't have Wi-Fi. Our Wi-Fi was knocked out by wind. Am I wrong? You're right. It was an incredible windstorm. It started, um, I was in Bristol at ESPN Monday night. And when I was driving home, I knew it was going to be cold. But as I was driving through one part of Hartford, all of a sudden there was a sideways wind and these little things of sleet. And it was this the oddest weather. It was just a ton of wind. And then when I got closer to our house, it was just the wind that was left. But fortunately for us, we didn't lose power. Typically, in really windy conditions, we lose power. But we did lose internet. But is is our company that provides us our internet and our cable TV, both of which were out, is it... Terrible? Yes. Oh, I don't or know. Is but, there a different question? <laughs> is it wind generated? Right. And if so, shouldn't we have more Wi-Fi? And if not, if right. not, why... Why didn't we have Wi-Fi? I have absolutely no idea because all of those lines or cables or whatever are underground. I, I don't know. Is the Y, the W-I in Wi-Fi, short for wind? <laughs> right. Maybe. But yeah, it, and it was not an ideal circumstance because one of our children, our high school-aged children, is home because she was a contact trace at school. So um, she's doing school from home. And so she needed to have Wi-Fi. Um, she was able to figure it out just calling in instead of being able to do FaceTime and stuff. And you and I were trying to do our podcast, and we were trying to do a variety. We both work from home. If you work from home and you lose your Wi-Fi, it's a problem. We, we could have done a podcast. We just couldn't have sent the podcast. Right. It, we couldn't we, have emailed it to Denny Gallagher in New Jersey. Right. So um, so here we are Well, I'm a bear- day late. I'm bearing the lead because today, at the end of this podcast, stay tuned through all of this uh, nonsense for the latest from Tom, Dick, and Harry, timely as today's headlines. Uh, I think you will enjoy it. If you enjoy it half as much as I did. I haven't heard it yet. You haven't played it for me yet. So I, I am looking forward to hearing it at the end of the podcast. Well, if you enjoy it half as much as I did, I will have enjoyed it twice as much as you did. <laughs> there you go. That's not my line, but I yes. heard it somewhere. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the, yesterday when we didn't have cable, we I said to you, you know, do we not do a podcast this week? You said, we have to do a podcast this week. We've finally gotten the clean copy of the Tom, Dick, and Harry song. What's the name of it? Can we at least tease people with the name of the new song? Yes, we can name the song. The song is called Please Vaccinate Me. <laughs> really? You haven't heard it? No. I I played it in our kitchen 20 times a couple of days ago when it arrived. And and our youngest youngest said, and I quote, 
is Uncle Tom a good singer? I feel like he he kind of is, and he kind of isn't. <laughs> He's both. Did you tell Tom that? I immediately texted Tom that, and he replied, tell her to listen to Bob Dylan. <laughs> it's not always about the the action, the tone. It's about... Well, sometimes the tone... But the, the, the songwriting is the key. Here. No, and, and the tone is so distinctive that it's, it's, it takes on a beauty of its own. May, that may only apply to singer-songwriters from Minnesota, like Tom and Bob Dylan. Right. Well, please vaccinate me. I, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. But you'll have to wait. But I will. Vaccinating will become even more important for those living in Texas. Just yesterday, as we record this podcast, the governor of Texas has said that I believe next week he's going to fully open the state and remove all mask mandates. And for me, a person who is planning to travel to San Antonio in a couple of weeks, I wasn't thrilled with that news. I wasn't thrilled with it. And um, like I know, you know, the NCAA says they have their protocols to keep people safe. Yes, I'm not one of those people. That's the players and the coaches and the support staff and all those living within the bubble. Those of us going down to, you know, cover the game um, and not be in your little protected bubble. Not thrilled. Not thrilled about removing the mask uh, mandate. I've I've been in Connecticut um, during the whole time during the pandemic, so I haven't had to go to a place, a Starbucks or a grocery store anywhere and see someone without a mask on. And so um, I'm, uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, then perhaps you, you, this is not the best time to read you um, this tweet from the Texas Rangers beat writer uh, who writes, the Rangers are, quote, encouraged, end quote, by Governor Greg Abbott's executive orders to open the state to 100% capacity. Could it mean a full house on opening day, question mark? Well, I don't think the NCAA will allow a full house at the Alamo Dome. But uh, if they do, I know one person who won't be there. Then it wouldn't be full. (laughs) Well, it would be the person sitting 25 feet away from the court. There would be the empty broadcast chair. And uh, I have a feeling if Ryan Rucco and I, neither of us will be there. If they're going to allow a full house, I mean, um, just just so silly. But, uh, but yeah, we're supposed to go down to call like this year. The, the NCAA tournament is condensed. Like in the past, you'd have the first weekend of games and then five days off, and then you know then you get to the regionals and five days off, and then the final four. Well, this year it's like you play the first weekend of games, you have one day off and then you play again and one day off or maybe two two days off before the final four. So everything's smushed together. But Ryan and I are going down to call the um, Sweet 16 on. I think we before yesterday, the plan was to have us go down and call call those games in person with, with the news from, uh, from the governor. I don't know if that's going to continue to be the case. From Governor Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Costello. You're right. <laughs> um, shifting gears. Please. Are we going from first to second, or are we already going from second to third? I, I think we've, we've stalled this one out, but I'm, um, uh, you asked me this week. You, you, you did the grocery shopping. I did. I, I go do some supplementary grocery shopping three or four times a week to get stuff that I like. 
Swiss cheese, for instance, or um, just tell me you like Swiss cheese. I'll happy to get it when I get the American cheese for the kids. I, I, I didn't know you wanted Swiss I, cheese. I, I told you that uh, nineteen years ago. I know, but sometimes it slipped you, your mind. But sometimes you stop eating cheese, or you stop eating sandwiches. So do you know, I, what, I, do you know I stopped eating Swiss cheese when I stopped buying it. You got it. Well, this is, but but you have to admit, you don't always like you go through your cycle. Well, I can only you'll, I, you'll have you'll I, be I, in a sandwich I, cycle I, I, for lunch. Absolutely, but I can only take so much turkey. Okay. Well, but but that's what you need to tell me because I buy turkey because that's what our son likes. I don't know. Like I, I, even I, right now, I, yesterday, I don't normally I, observe you eating lunch. Yesterday, I saw that you ate lunch, and you had leftovers. You weren't. You, I didn't think you were in the sandwich cycle. I I have eaten so much turkey in my life that I'm becoming parched turkey. At least that's what I tell myself when I see that I'm developing a wattle. Ugh. Was that really worth the build up? Um, <laughs> no, so this is not. Again, no, there wasn't. Uh, again, I'm the just truth saying, is, like, The truth is, but, but, but I, I cannot in, take turkey any. I, I can't take turkey any longer. But so why don't you just like the, the we our grocery list is on like it's under a magnet on the refrigerator. Like you, you see that turkey's written on there. You can write underneath it, ham, salami, Rebecca, roast beef, if, if whatever, were, and I'll buy it. If you were crossing the desert in a fully uh, provisioned Humvee, air conditioned, and uh, with refrigerated cold cuts and whatnot. And you saw a man crawling across the desert, desperate for water. You would drive by because that man hadn't put it on the list. No, I, I, no. You know what would make me drive by? What would make me drive by? If he had a wattle, is to see. His Humvee, a hundred yards away, and the keys in his pocket. It's his fault. That's for why crawling. I say. I, I, that's why but, I say I go but, to the grocery three or four times a week to get the stuff that I want. But if you put it on the list, I'll get it. That's why I say to the kids, "I'm going to the grocery today. Is there anything you want me to get?" I say that to you. I'm going to the grocery. Is there anything you want me to get? And generally, you don't respond. I I, I should have to opt in every week. I should all I should have to do is opt out. Say I no longer want Swiss cheese. But until I I've opt- I opted in when well, we got married. Is... Why am I having to opt in? Oh, really? You opted uh-huh. in for me purchasing your Swiss cheese for life? <laughs> like, <laughs> if I don't eat Swiss cheese and I don't, and I don't make That's a sandwich. That's the key. That's no, no, the no, no. key. And I don't make sandwiches with Swiss cheese because oh the gosh. kids don't eat them. Yes. How do I know when the Swiss cheese no, no, no. is low? What you're saying is, is if, 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 if you don't eat Swiss, Swiss cheese, cheese and the kids no. don't like Swiss cheese, why should I buy you Swiss no. cheese? That's what you're saying. That's not at all what I'm saying. Like the other day, our son. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm poking holes in your argument about Swiss cheese. So the other day, our son, he was having breakfast and he said, Mom, I just finished the milk and I got the other milk from the basement fridge. And I said, thank you for telling me that. Now I know we need milk and I'll put it on the list. Like, that's how it works. And when those little moments happen, I am proud because I feel like I'm raising our son to be a better man than you. Would this be the wrong time to bring up iceberg lettuce then? No. You want me to get you? you no, or... Next, well, if you've been to the grocery store three or four times in the last week, why don't we have why don't we have iceberg lettuce? If you got the Swiss cheese, why didn't you get the iceberg lettuce? <laughs> I like, forgot. Oh, you're never you, going to win this morning. This morning, this morning I was I was eating uh, cereal, and you said, "Oh, did did you want the almond milk? I got almond milk this week." And I said, "Yes, I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm using because the almond milk that you got this week, I put in the secondary, the basement fridge, the damaged." Secondhand basement fridge, and I used the almond milk that I purchased this week at the grocery. 
Because what? I'm again, I'm the only one who drinks it. So if if I'm the only one who uses something, then there's no reason for you to buy it. But, I go out but, and buy it myself. But you know what happened then? It was on the list because I knew we needed it. You went and bought it, and you didn't cross it off the list. This has been this has you, been you, a point you, of contention our entire do, do, marriage. Do you know what the, is on the, the list? grocery list? Do you know what is on, on the list? Refrigerator. Do you know what is on the list? What's that? Denny, cue it up. Your kiss is on my list. This like this is probably the most insignificant <laughs> or the least significant thing that certainly it has. It's been a bo- a bone of contention our entire marriage, wouldn't you say? Because I have the list on the fridge. It drives me nuts when, when something gets low and I don't know that it's low because I'm not the one who's used it. And then I, like, I'll like i come home from the grocery store and that thing will be gone just because somebody, usually you, forgot to write it on the grocery list. This is I, and, and you've dug your heels in and I've dug my heels in and um, it's just going to remain this, this is a, a problem area for this, the rest of our marriage. This is a woman who, and I'm just talking to, Whoever is listening, if anyone <laughs> is still listening, you're talking about point, me. Yes, this is a woman who came back from the grocery yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. Yes. With three movie theater-sized boxes of dots. That's not true. And I said, I said, you know, those those are, those those are the worst possible uh, cavity candy that just gets stuck in your teeth. And she said, they're not for the kids; they're for me. First of all, first of all, it was two boxes of dots. And one box of, is it Juicy Fruits? They're just like dots for the most part. Jujubes? No. Juicy the, Fruit is a gum. The Juji, maybe Juji Fruits? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Juji Fruits. I'll take, whatever they're called. I'll take a picture of the box and I'll post it on the Instagram. <laughs> so my mother always liked to eat dots. And so the other day we were at like an Ocean State job lot and they had this box of dots. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen those in forever. So I got them. They're like a dollar or something. And I was enjoying them, and then our older daughter was enjoying them. And uh, yes, it's Juji Fruits. Chewy, fruity candy. Yeah, Juji Fruits. Okay. Right, I was right. So um, you, for people listening, you just showed me a picture of them on your computer. And um, and then our daughter was eating some too, and, uh, and then they were gone. And I said, oh, those were for me. So yes, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot of sweet stuff. I, I certainly almost never eat candy. And so, yeah. I got that. And those three boxes, unless the kids or you find them, will last a long time. I'm allowed to get myself a little sweet tooth treat on well, occasion. One one reason that, that you were almost out of dots was because our eldest in high school <laughs> had an extra credit assignment for a Spanish to tell class. This story Probably here. not. But we're, gonna, cause we're going to anyway. I find it unbelievably hilarious. <laughs> tell it. Okay, so her Spanish class. So in her Spanish class, she's doing really well in her Spanish class, an extra credit project. I think it's really, really important to note and, that this is for extra credit. And to her, in her defense, she asked you and she, then me weeks in advance, can she we print, get these ingredients? She printed out the recipe. <laughs> I'm not allowed to drive to the grocery store on my own. Can, can she, she printed out the recipe. She printed out the recipe for Three Kings bread. Had plenty of exotic and ingredients. She's, yes. And she's, well, it's just making bread is hard. If there's yeast in the recipe, I'm out. And I, so, and, I, and I went and searched for some of those ingredients, in fact. But no, even better. So there's, so you're right. She had printed this recipe out. It, it, was, it, it was beyond me. If, it, again, if there's yeast. It, it wasn't the beyond mix, meat. Yeah, no. It was beyond you. And, and it's a busy time of year. I just couldn't invest a day into figuring out how to make three kings bread. So 
I said to her, I was like, all right, do you have to bring this in the school? What? And she said, no. She said, just have to make it. We'll take a picture of it. Of your family enjoying <laughs> and it. And then a picture of your family enjoying it. So I said, all right, we're going to have to like MacGyver this a little bit. So I said, I'm not making the bread. We're not, we're, we're, we're not using yeast. But you also, you also sent me to the grocery for... No, you were going to the grocery that well, day anyway. I went to the grocery for... Candied fruit. So in three candied kings, fruit. you need candied fruit. So not can, but like like maraschino cherries and whatever the version of lemon and, and orange lime. and lime and lime and, are of and, that. And so I said something we've never bought in our life. I'm supposed to go to the grocery and ask them where they keep the candied fruit. And I said yes. <laughs> and so I did. But and I was standing in front of when the lady came by and said, "Can I help you?" Because she could see that I was lost. I said. I'm looking for candied fruit. And yes, I understand that I'm standing right now in front of canned fruit, and that's not it. Sounds like it, but it's not it. Yes. She looked. She pulled out the scroll, this long uh, fold-out of paper, and she looked it up and down, and she said, if we have it, in a tone that suggested they don't, it would be in the baked goods aisle, number two or whatever. So I went to the baked goods aisle. They didn't have it. Then I saw there was a section on, like, uh, Spanish food or... Some, you know, in the Italian like and international Mexican food, food international food, yeah. that was it. And I looked, and I, di- I didn't see it anywhere in there. Carry on. So I had also, because again, uh, and, and two, I think we were, I was going to be making this a Sunday night after I got home from work. So I said, all right, well, we can make this look, we can make it look like the picture. So I also had you get Pillsbury. <laughs> I think, I don't even think I had you get Crescent dough, dough, like the Crescent rolls. I think it was Pillsbury <laughs> biscuit dough. So... <laughs> so we, it, it had to be in a, sh- in a ring shaped. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that night, I get home from work, and and, and our daughter's like, you know, we gotta t- do this and take the picture of it tonight. Again, it's totally on me. This is totally on me. And it must look like the so, picture that she had printed yeah. out of the actual recipe. So we're looking at the picture. We open up the biscuit dough. We're trying to form it. We're trying to form it into the shape of the three kings bread. We get it to look mostly like what it needs to look like. But then we were never able to get the dried fruit. And the maraschino cherries. I got maraschino cherries, cherries, but those are going inside. You're you're not going to see. So (laughs) to make it look like the picture, we realized realized the quarter quarter of a box of dots that we had left if we cut them in half and mushed them in the top of the bread. It very much looked like the picture (laughs) that we printed out of the recipe. So we cooked the bread. That was a mess because some of the layers of the, the dough had to be a different color. So we had to, you know, halfway through bake those. And then we put the maraschino cherries or no, no, no. We put the dots into the dough at the end. And like from the picture sort of far away, it looked close, like it looked close enough. And then the beauty is then I took a picture of our daughter and you and our youngest daughter, like all like taking a bite of this, looking like it's the most delicious thing ever. And then our daughter tells us yesterday, Monday or Tuesday, she told us, um, my, my teacher just emailed me back and said, is that Pillsbury dough? <laughs> and, and our daughter, to her credit, didn't want to lie. So she said, I just didn't respond. And you and I were saying, you should respond and say, that's not only Pillsbury dough. Those are dots candies. And this said, is the picture of me chowing down. Right, that's the best. Because, yeah, it was after we said that. I said, the best is she has the picture of dad enjoying this fake 
<laughs> three kings bread. So we just said to our daughter, listen, you've got a good grade in the class. Just, you know, just either fess up to it or completely ignore the email and get a zero. Um, I said, but I said, does your teacher have a sense of humor? Because if your teacher has a sense of humor and you tell her, yes, it's not only Pillsbury dough, but dots, she might give you some credit. Um, she should get credit because we she poured over the recipe. She did everything she, but physically, right. without a driver's license, drive right. to the grocery store. And, and they didn't have I it failed. at the two grocery stores that I attended. So you would have had right. to have gone to a specialty store. I don't know where they had that stuff. Right. No, it, it's, it was completely a, a mother failure, a mom fail. It was not a student fail. She Hashtag mom fail. That was all on me. She should have just told her teacher, uh, I didn't put it on the list. So my mom wouldn't get it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the poor kid. Well, we're 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 doing this podcast in the basement, and our daughter. This is our also our our remote learning daughter's classroom, so we kicked her out of here until for the duration of her current class. But she's got to take her next class down here. So let's get to viewer mail, shall we? We shall. Big bad hook, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Our first viewer mail comes in from uh, Phil. Phil, not F-I-L-L, but P-H-I-L. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil writes, Hello, Rebecca and Steve. I wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying your podcast. I read Stingray Afternoons last year, and my copy was eventually read by five of my friends. Sorry, Steve, for perhaps costing you some income. Well, I appreciate it, Phil. Uh, I discovered on a Reddit a few months ago a reference to a WNBA star that met her future husband at a bar and gave him a hard time about his article about... Well, Chamberlain, reading that Reddit post, I discovered a reference to your podcast. I started with podcast number one and am now on podcast 28. I estimate I listen to five of your podcasts a week. I'm retired and listen to the podcast during my five-mile walks each day. I fully intend to spike my earbuds on the nearest soft surface when I get current with your podcasts. It's going to take him at least another at the rate of five a week. A long time. He's not going to be hearing this letter until a long time after he's written it. That's true. I've now purchased three more of Steve's books and have loaned out Nights in White Castle to my friend who grew up in the Chicago area. Uh, both of both Stingray Afternoons and Nights in White Castle are filled with cultural references that resonate with my own fond childhood teenage memories. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate that. Uh, he, but Phil, of course, is living in a different time than we are. Yeah, that's Phil right. is pandemic-free because he's presently enjoying podcasts from 2018 and have noted perhaps a contradiction. Rebecca was disparaging grocery store customers who swiped grocery carts with an antibacterial wipe prior to use. Ah, mm. I regret that one, yeah. That's perhaps overly germ-sensitive and at the same time complained about athletic cups left on the counter and Steve's suitcase touching pillows. In any case, I hope you guys are doing well with COVID and I assume lots of homeschooling. I guess I will find out how you guys are doing now sometime this summer. <laughs> so this interesting time travel. Not sure if you're still giving out swag. We are, but I'm a craft beer enthusiast and a large craft brewery coaster collection and would love a coaster from Denny's Side Hustle. But this email has gone on long enough, so we'll see if I get a reply and we'll complete my application for resident podcast craft beer enthusiast. Regards, Phil, in Lincoln, California, near Sacramento. P.S. Back in the day, I went to quite a few Sacramento Monarchs games and Carol Lawson was one of my favorite players. We'll be interesting to see how she does in her new gig with Duke. Phil, Phil won't know until... This summer, yeah, that Duke suspended its program. <laughs> well, I don't this think spring. I think he's still paying attention oh, to the true. news. He's he, not he's getting all of his information the rest from of the us. World, absolutely. So, how about that though? How, like, I, I wonder how our uh, 
how our podcasts have aged. I wonder how anybody's anything has aged since the pandemic started. But like, if you go back to 2018 or even 2019 and listen to some of the things like me, what a germaphobe wiping down the grocery cart. Fast forward two years and I'm wiping down the grocery cart. I think just, uh, you know, not to put Swiss cheese in. Some of our references to uh, the captain and Tennille and, and, um, you know, are are as timeless as, as, as if as much of our podcast is as if we have recorded it in 1975. That's true. That part is true. Yes. So in that way, it's ageless. Right. It was never timely. It was always outdated. Therefore, it can't can't age poorly. Right. It's already dead. Is my point. Our next uh, email to ballandchainpod at gmail dot com comes from Ken. Oh, our friend Ken. Ken writes, Stephen, Rebecca. I'm not sure if you're aware. But our local public library is currently accepting donations of gently used or new jigsaw puzzles that they will sell to the public on Saturday, March 6th. I'm assuming you have several puzzles from COVID-19, the pandemic, you may want to donate, although I'm assuming it would be best to only donate those that you have 100% of the pieces for. Um, Of course, you can come buy some to support the library on March 6th as well. Hope you're all safe and healthy. Ken, thank you, Rebecca. Shall we, we, we have, what would you say? Two dozen jigsaw puzzles upstairs from Do, COVID nineteen. The pandemic. did you make any kind of notation when we which ones have pieces missing? Yeah, um, I not sure, but it would be. Well, oh, I think you I, took I, pictures of all the puzzles that had a piece missing, so we could at least go through that and figure that out. I, I guarantee you that if you were to buy puzzles at this event, yeah, it would be a it would be a lottery. Yeah, that's true for sure. In the same way that if you buy puzzles brand new, sometimes there is a right. piece missing or miscut. You just have to dive in with faith that when you the hours that you put into the puzzle will not um, end in a missing piece puzzle. Ralph writes, Hi, Restiva. I can, as someone who lives near Baltimore, confirm that there is an annual Hun Festival held in the Hamden neighborhood. H-A-M-P-D-E-N, but the P is silent. In the Hamden neighborhood of the Fair City, beehive hairdos are all the rage that week. It was virtual last year. We're going downy ocean, hun, is a popular expression during the summer. We're going downy ocean, hun. We're going downy ocean, hun. Is that like going down to the ocean? I, I assume so. I love these regional yeah. things, you know. Your mother always said, going down the Cape. Is that I'm what traveling you traveling to Cape Cod. Yeah, going down the Cape. Going up the Cape? Going down the Cape. Oh, yeah. Going, like, well, that was kind of like saying going down to the Cape, but she would just say going down. She would just eliminate the two. Right. Which is odd. But I, that's, I love these regional Not things. odd. It was lovely. <laughs> it was it was it was odd and lovely. Well, we actually I was our our ten year old the other day was asking me, she said if um like if a kid was born in another country, like if I was born in another country, would I have that accent? And I said, Yes, even if you moved there, you know, as long as you were there around the age where you were learning to talk, if you were in Australia or England or wherever, that's the accent you would have. Yeah, I don't and, have a Minnesota accent. And she, yeah, you don't. Your sister does. Um, and then she asked the reverse, you know, about having an American accent. And I said, yeah, I said, but you realize like in the U.S. there's a lot of very different accents, like a southern accent's very different from a Boston accent, different from um, wherever else. So, um, And that's anyway, true of we other countries about, as well, of course. There, yeah. there are a uh, hundred different accents in London alone and then throughout England, for instance, there are all kinds of regional accents. So. In my brain, all the people in Texas who aren't wearing masks have an accent as well. Well, just to finish Ralph's Gmail email, I suspect if either of you wear the name tag noted on Instagram, the Restiva name tag that you posted from Stop and Shop, mm-hmm. uh, in the store, someone will ask you where the English muffins, fruited ice cream, and Hershey syrup are. You can just say, aisle three, hun. 
And now they will also ask us where the candied fruit is. Our next email comes from Kate. Kate writes, Farmer Kate, I'm sorry, Farmer Kate writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, greetings from your resident self-appointed farmer. Long-time listeners will remember my farm being called out by Steve when we had our in and exit signs at the end of our driveways. You remember that? One side said in, one side said exit. Not in and out, not enter and exit, but in and exit. Oh, yes. I do hope Steve has noted our updated signage now Noting, enter and exit. The prior signs were made with, as many things are on the farm, electrical tape, and at the time, in seemed both an easier and sufficient way to convey entrance to our farm. Well, if you have to make the sign out of electrical tape, I'd have done in. In and out would have been the shortest, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Shorter than, than in an exit. Rebecca, agreed. Everything about the college board is a bummer. Going through this process with our senior this year has been eye-opening. I don't remember my parents doing anything about my college applications except writing a check for the application fee. Now there are sections for the parents to fill out detailing our take on our kids' personalities, strengths, and weaknesses. Not sure any of this goes on the actual applications. Ugh. Were you aware of that? No. I'm not filling out. I mean, a scouting report on my child? Based on the three kings, bread. what's going to be our hack for our kids' and how, college application? How, how honest do they think parents are being right. about their kids' weaknesses? Right. Uh, how honest do they think they're being about their kids' strengths, for that right. matter? Right. Finally, I'd like to extend an offer to Tom, Dick, and Harry. Our farm brewery does quite a good business in the summers with live music playing from our patio. If Tom, Dick, and Harry were ever in the area, we'd love to host them. Always free beer for the band. Maybe in conjunction with a live podcast once we're all vaccinated? Something to think about. Your faithful listener, Farmer Kate, a Mapleview farm. Um, that farm is not far from our house. We drive by it every day. And that would be a diabolically uh, clever way of getting Tom, Dick, and Harry, or even Tom, or any of our relatives, to come visit us here in Connecticut. What's, what's the name of the new song again? Please Vaccinate Me. It would be worth it just to get them here to sing that one song. Stay tuned for Please Vaccinate Me. That's that's coming up. Um, I, I feel like I'm the AM uh, DJ again from the 70s. Oh, by the way, did you listen to any of um, the editing that of Denny course. did on that it's podcast? I, Absolutely I, I spectacular. And and after listening, it made me think maybe that should be our our MO going forward. You are pretty good 70s DJ. Well, let's let's see if if uh, if uh, viewers feel the same way. Oh, look. Uh, an email oh, look. <laughs> headlined AM radio from uh, from a fellow Steve, your 70s music-loving northern suburbs correspondent. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is in the northern suburbs of the Twin Cities. Yes. Dear Steve and Rebecca, I must say that if the podcast will henceforth come in an AM radio format, count me in. Steve, your mention last week of the early days of 63 KDWB brought me back instantly to my youth and the many hours spent listening to Casey Kasem's American Top 40 as well as the other DJs whose voices we came to know by heart. I had not heard any, not only by heart, but you could often hear heart. Uh, I had not heard anyone mention the true Don Blue in years, but I can still hear his deep, booming voice as he expertly hit the post each time a new song began. In the days long before the internet and before the rise of FM stations, I've often told my daughters that there was a certain comfort in hearing the voices of the DJs and also of the patience we needed in order to wait for the next time a favorite song came up in the playlist rotation. There are a few websites that have old recordings from the days of AM radio in the Twin Cities, one of which is TwinCitiesRadioAirChecks.com. I enjoyed checking it out, and you may as well. I will. These days, I subscribe to Sirius almost exclusively for the 70s on 7 channel, which replays AT40 shows each weekend. Amen, Steve. I do the same thing. I listen to them, but I also listen frequently to Channel 17, 
The Bridge, which is singer-songwriters of the basically the 70s. It's, it's, it's mellow vibes from the 70s, Rebecca, affording yet another opportunity to stroll down an, an, an auditory memory lane, listening to the, for the obscure songs they had forgotten about and finding myself eager to hear which songs sat at the top of the charts that particular week in history. Anyway, as always, I truly enjoy the podcast as I go about my day, and if you need any assistance in putting together a playlist of the sounds of the 70s, leading a discussion on the beauty of liner notes, or making that list of which songs had swear words in them, let me know and I'll be glad to join in on the fun. As always, I remain your 70s music-loving Northern Suburbs correspondent, Steve. Thank you, Steve. I think all of those things that you mentioned we should, we should do sooner rather than later. Tom, so the last one was from Steve. This one's from Tom. Neither of them are, are me or... or um, Tom Russian. Hello, Rebecca and Steve. I've been fans of both of you for many years. Thank you, Tom. It wasn't until I went to Steve's book signing at RJ Julia in Middletown in 2019 that I learned about the podcast. And once my kids taught me how these podcasts worked and how I could listen on my phone, OMG, I've been a big fan. I laugh every week, probably because many of your discussions, debates are almost identical to ones my wife and I have had in our 37 years of marriage. We're about 10 years older than you. Thanks for sticking with it during COVID-19, the pandemic, and good luck with the college application process, by the way. Again, another ominous reference to the college application process. They're Rebecca. 10 years older than us, but they've married have been 20 married years 20 longer. years longer. Yeah. And, and you say that with, with uh, sympathy or admiration? No, admi- you wish you had admiration been, for them, you, sympathy for me. You wish you had been married to me 10 years longer than you have? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Thank you. Uh, so many times I've thought about writing but resisted until the discussion about Hun and Sweetie last week. My late father, born in 1927, addressed every waitress, every store clerk, every woman he engaged with with a thanks, honey, or how about a little more coffee, dear, totally not PC. And every time my mother or my wife or one of my daughters would roll their eyes because he always, always escaped without incident, your father gets away with that and no one else could, my mom would say. So with your story planted firmly in my brain after listening to the podcast the other day, I was home and my daughter's new puppy jumped on my lap, jumped up on my legs, begging for food. Get down, sweetie, I said. My wife and daughter laughed out loud. Thanks for nothing. Tom from Durham, Connecticut. (laughs) Is it okay, Rebecca, do you think? Uh, what, what, for what, his what, father? Of course. Well, not for his father, for, for the dogs. Oh, to call the dogs sweetie or hun? Yes, of course. All right, here we go. Ready? Is it time for the music? Uh, not quite. We've got oh. one more before we get to uh, our cleanup hitter. This comes from, oh, oh, long time no see, Matt. Oh, hello, from Matt. From West Hartford. Matt and Weha write, Steve and Rebecca, it's been a long time since I've sent in a viewer mail, but I've been listening all along and have a few thoughts on some recent and not so recent subjects. And Rebecca, you're going to love this. There are bullet points. I, bullet I like points. the bullet points. Uh, while I have failed to write in for, in for nearly a year, I know that wild horses couldn't keep Dr. Gary Siegel from faithfully writing in every week. Wild horses. Okay, Rebecca, follow along. Yeah. After nearly a year of COVID-19, the pandemic, I think that we're all on the verge of our 19th nervous breakdown and perhaps ready for some mother's little helper. You see what's going on here, I Rebecca? Do, I do. Do you know the the band in in, in uh, question here? A uh, Neil Young. It is the Rolling Stones. Oh, it, oh, it's always the Rolling Stones. That's why this is what it is. Right. In the last episode, when I heard Steve debating whether to remove the paper from the Duraflame log, I thought you really shouldn't play with fire. On perhaps the most significant issue of the day, I have to say that I agree with Steve's PB and J method because if you cut off the crust, you end up with sticky fingers. If, if Rebecca knew uh, the Rolling Stones better, she could anticip- She could answer. She should be reading the bullet points, and I should be You're trying right. to fill in the blanks. Rebecca, yes. when you ask your mechanic whether you need snow tires, you should ask whether they have any steel wheels. 
When you first got the new puppy and Rebecca was on overnight duty to let the dog out, she was occasionally a midnight rambler, though it sounds like when it comes to the dog, Steve has a heart of stone. And I wonder if the puppy has now become a beast of burden. Uh, a I, bit. No. A bit. No, no. To never. you, yes. I, I would I would, I would, would take issue with the heart of stone. Um, you don't have a heart our, of stone, our, but our, you, you, you're not a dog guy. Our older dog uh, was completely out of food yesterday. She was. At dinner time. Mm-hmm. I ran out and got her a 50-pound feed bag of, of her favorite stuff. You did. The rest of you would, because our dog doesn't write it down on the list, <laughs> she would have gone hungry. I've enjoyed hearing about Rebecca's dad's dangling dice. Fortunately, he never got into a car accident that turned them into tumbling dice. Speaking of dads, the story in Stingray Afternoons of Steve's dad punching out a neighbor while young Steve and his brother watched from the window. I couldn't help but think that Jack Russian was a street fighting man. Uh, it's Don Russian. Uh, thank you for remembering that anecdote. And, 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 but he remembers and, Jack because that was your grandfather's yeah, name. Yes, and, and dad was uh, defending himself, I, I should point out. But that, that anecdote is told. In Stingray, while I'm sure you're still looking for some missing puzzle pieces, you can't always get what you want, though when you find that final missing piece and press it into the waiting puzzle, it brings so much satisfaction. Finally, I'm sending you this on a Ruby Tuesday, meaning that your latest episode will arrive soon, so time is on my side. But when you guys miss a week, I got the blues. During those two-week absences, it feels like we're waiting on a friend. Well, you're probably ready for... Well, writes Matt, you're probably ready for Tom, Dick, and Harry to play out, so we're almost out of time. And we are almost out of time, and we are almost but ready for really Tom Dick and Harry. Go through that whole like. Think about the t- time and effort that Matt put into that email. Let's show a little bit of appreciation. I mean, that was ridiculous. I'm showing, I'm showing massive appreciation. No, you're kind of going through it fast to get to the next song reference. Like instead of like savoring it. Yeah, savor it. I'm savor savoring. It. Look right. at me. I'm savoring here. You, I didn't feel like you this were is savoring. me savoring. This is me smelling the roses. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is me. Uh, what are the other cliches about about seizing the day? You're stopping and oh, you already said smell the roses. I've smelled the roses. I've I've uh, taken it all in. Taken it all in. I've uh, I'm living in the I'm 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 living in the present, Rebecca. Okay. All right. Oh, that makes me think, and I'm just going to throw this out there. When I was doing a game this past Monday, it was Baylor against Texas, and it was in Austin. And we couldn't help but notice, I couldn't help but notice, every time like it was a commercial break and the teams were in their huddles, first there was a Nirvana song. Then there was a um, Sweet Child of Mine by uh, Guns N' Roses. Yep. Then there was Bon Jovi living on a prayer. And I'm like, maybe ask the players what they want to listen to in a huddle. There's absolutely no way that the players made that playlist. And I just thought, you know, let's let's... Let's give the players a little bit of control here of the music that's blaring through a mostly empty arena while they're in there. Absolutely, their but out. but if it were one of our kids, that playlist may very well have been seventies uh, and eighties yeah, intensive. Yeah, but I don't think that's the playlist that the uh, those no, players right. were you're choosing. Right. And 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 it wouldn't be the playlist our, play, our our kids would be choosing either because no. they would they would be the only ones, not the only ones enjoying it. I mean, this morning before school, we were cranking Bill Withers' "Lovely Day." We were cranking Johnny Nash's I Can See Clearly Now. Mm-hmm. Last night I was cranking uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. What what makes it cranking? Like um, what volume makes you say like you were cranking it? You were above an eight on the, on th- the you know I, who? I think I, I, I think I said uh, Alexa, volume four. <laughs> and you were cranking your Bill Withers. <laughs> cranking my Bill Withers. <laughs> 
Okay, let's move on. I, I, I find that my Bill Withers <laughs> needs the older that I get. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Is are we ready for the? We are ready for for, for the double O B G Y N license to deliver. Dr. Gary Siegel. Dr. Siegel writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, I hope this note finds you well during the cold and gloomy days of winter in Connecticut, which you've aptly described in the last few podcasts. I hope that you have been have a warming trend soon as we did this last weekend. The peak of spring allowed me to go for a 30-mile bicycle ride, which produces the same $1 for our health savings account as does a 30-minute ride on a stationary bike. Uh, I, I love that Dr. Siegel uh, has, that he's had a warming trend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's warmed from 40 to 60, do you suppose? I don't know. I bet 40 to maybe even 65 or 70. And did you get a chance to read the articles in the weekend New York Times about podcasts? I did not. They're apparently very hot and trendy, and I was taken aback that there was nary a mention of this fine podcast. Podcast. Maybe the problem is we're doing a podcast. (laughs) Maybe. Um, You indeed remained... Remain trendsetters. Rebecca, I can emphasize with your embarrassment when you accidentally called one of your daughters by a home nickname when in public. When our daughter was around 15, I mistakenly called her by a home nickname, Poozie, in front of her best friend, P-O-O-S-I-E. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. The best friend is now a mother of a two-year-old and newborn twins delighted with a mischievous grin as my daughter both fumed at me while she turned beet red. Oh, well, on another occasion, I called her dog Piper Princess, which was another nickname of our daughter's. When she heard my error, my daughter simply said, hey, I'm the princess. <laughs> Indeed, like most parents, when we address a child or an animal, we simply want them to respond irrespective of the accuracy of the name that they've been called. Sometimes, Sometimes that now when cycling through all four kids' names to call one of them, I, I will throw in one of the dog's names or vice versa. Do you ever call the dogs by the kids' names or the kids by the dog's names? No. Never. Okay. Do you ever call any of the kids or the dogs by... Dr. Siegel's kids' nicknames. Pussy? No. Is it Pussy or Pussy? We don't, we, we don't know. I don't know. He'll tell us next week. He'll tell us. Names for weathermen and women? Steve, our weatherman on the local CBS affiliate was a fine gentleman named Guy Sharp. <laughs> However, in the early 70s, when the NHL Atlanta Flames arrived, my friends and I guffawed as we referred to him as Guy Sharp, similar to the flower, Guy Lafleur, who wore Le Bleu Blanc, a rouge sweater of the Montreal Canadiens, Guy Lafleur, one of the early and formative interviews that I did when I was uh, starting out as a fact checker slash reporter at Sports Illustrated. I was on a bus with the New York Rangers. He was making a comeback with the Rangers when he was 37 years old. I was uh, traveling with the Rangers from Edmonton to Denver. I had to interview Guy Lafleur. Uh, the Rangers PR guy uh, saved an empty seat next to Guy Lafleur on the Rangers bus. Guy Lafleur, who I had worshipped as, as an NHL-loving kid in Minnesota, I was the last aboard, sat in the empty seat next to Guy. I was too nervous to ask him a question. So as the bus pulled out of the out of the arena, Northlands Coliseum in the rain, there, an awkward several minutes passed when Guy Lafleur finally turned to me and started the conversation. You sat there for a few minutes. I sat there for a few and minutes. And didn't ask a question. Finally, he said, is the guy who wrote <laughs> the cover story on me in 1978 still at Sports Illustrated? And I said, yes, Mar- that's Mark Mulvoy. He is, in fact... My boss, he runs the magazine, and then we were off to the races. Uh, lastly, right, Dr. Quickly, Siegel. Yes. Just quickly. Yes. If Guy hadn't... The flower, yes. If the flower hadn't broken the ice. Yes. 
Do you think you would have sat there? How long? Which of the two of us was more familiar with ice and what to do with it? Guy Lafleur. Okay. Do you, I would but, have sat but, there. But you, my young flower, how long would you have sat there in silence, uncomfortable, I would have sat odd there. silence? I, I would have sat there probably in silence for the entire bus ride to the airport, then for the several hours that uh, we sat at the Edmonton airport while while the deli- the charter was delayed, and then probably for the however many hours it took to fly from Edmonton to Denver on that charter. So uh, it wasn't it wasn't make or break, but I'm glad that he he did break the ice. Oof. Lastly, was it a coincidence? Please see the attached picture of the number stand for our order when the missus and I took advantage of the warmer weather on Saturday night to get slightly upscale burgers and fries at a local restaurant with an outdoor deck. No martini shaken or stirred for me. A fountain diet coke with lemon twist. Was a welcome treat. All the best gear, but here is here is his his uh, his fountain diet coke with a lemon twist, with the card, order card seven. I can't believe they didn't fix the the two zeros prior to seven, but uh, Doctor Siegel's uh, uh, spy energy has yeah, it's uh, bleeding right through. It's getting through. So, without further ado, we want to play. Oh yes. We've we've opened for Tom, Dick, and Harry for the last 44 minutes, and now we can finally get to not the ball and chain theme of Tom, Dick, and Harry's, but their newest, latest. Please vaccinate me. Please vaccinate me. Don't let the virus infiltrate me. It's time. To leave our houses We're tired of seeing Just our kids and spouses Let's go. 
Downloadable on iTunes and Spotify and wherever music is sold.